2: On a mixed bag morning,
3: depends where you live, Luzerne County, you're getting snow. Lackawanna County for the most part, eh, not much. Wild.
4: Getting a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, it's just a definite, uh, the the line, just a few miles between uh, places that are getting hit harder than others. Uh, Visibility also an issue there. We have some fog, I guess, moving in as well. The Morning News with Nancy and Jason is brought to you by the Farmer's Dog Fresh Human Grade Dog Food, delivered right to your door.
3: (laughs) The Farmer's Dog. There you go.
4: All right. Some of you have been texting in uh, to let us know how things are. It seemed like uh, the last, uh, you know, maybe 6 to 7 a.m. to 730, the worst of it. I mean, it's supposed to be moving out. However, I am seeing uh, Wilkes-Barre to Hazleton, um, still visibility issues. And, you know, it looks like a lane in the roads, just tracks uh, to follow. Uh, But hopefully people are taking their time. We've seen uh, a few problems on the roads and Brian's been keeping us up to date. You guys can let us know how it is where you're at. 570 883 0098. All right. Um, Valentine's Day is tomorrow. And um, chocolate prices, I, I noticed uh, this story. I was looking at food news stories. We did some food yep. news just a little bit ago. Um, if you're planning on buying chocolates for your loved ones, um, you might be a little surprised by the price. Well, the price of cocoa has been on rise due to crop damage in West Africa. And they say last week it surged to an all-time high. And uh, it's putting a squeeze on chocolate manufacturers. And, of course, they are going to pass the price hike onto you, the customer. Uh, so World Cocoa Prices hit a fresh record high for the ninth straight day last Friday. And, uh, again, there are... I love how they say panic. Let's be honest. I mean, chocolate is delicious. I love it. But if it's in short supply, no one's going to die. But they do say yeah, supply yeah, shortages, no, it's this sparking panic that the supply shortages could be prolonged after a double whammy of extreme weather and disease-battered cocoa plants in the top-producing West African nation region. So this is not one of those where you put a sticker and go, Biden did that. All well, of I mean, people you
3: could. <laughs> you I'm could sure if you want to.
4: I guess it has to do with the crop, though. Uh, So uh, definitely um, going to see a difference if you're used to buying them at a certain price. But it's Valentine's Day, so just shell the money out, all right?
3: One candy? Yeah, it's expensive. I love you, but I also like paying my bills. It's (laughs) a very weird message to send someone you love, but just then you show them the receipt. But if we eat their chocolate, they should eat the price increases. I think that's (laughs) that's a fair compromise. Good luck with that. Anyone else? I think like a corporate. No, I, no, definitely not. Definitely <laughs> I don't, don't do think that. So, so uh, what are you
4: guys doing for Valentine's nothing. Day? I love this. I clicked on uh, something this morning. It was like great gift ideas, right? And it's all electronics.
3: I, for who, iPhone,
4: Apple okay. iP- AirPods. You know, it's obviously, it's, um, you know, someone who likes technology, but, uh, you know, not the tried and true old, uh, you know, flowers, restaurant, gift card, spa, Am,
3: am I stuff wrong like for thinking when you said iPhone, I, I feel like that's just a modern equivalent, like something people have their phones. I feel like that's almost like giving someone an iron now where it's like, yeah, I kind of need it. I don't know why. No, I, I don't feel think that so. Way. I think I feel because that way. Yeah, first never. of
4: all, my first thought when I saw that was, Are you crazy? That's like really expensive. <laughs> you want well, an yeah, iPhone, you're like this, showing out a thousand bucks. That aspect an too. iron, an iron is kind of I, I think most people would say getting an iron or an iPhone, obviously, um, a brand new iPhone, jeez, like that's pretty
3: pricey. Yeah, my that's iron's pretty crazy. pricey I got an eight hundred dollar iron. It's a lie again. Um no, I see your point. I get what you're saying, but uh it just seems more of like something we need every day and it's less ro- less romantic and just really nice <laughs> have a refrigerator I like getting someone a new small fridge but yeah. anyway that's just my take um, I yeah. like
4: doing my own uh, chocolate covered strawberries on Valentine's Day a cheaper alternative but I'll tell you some of the ones that do them locally they're fantastic oh my gosh
3: can you it's replace fabulous. it with cheaper fruit like orange slices maybe or <laughs> it's, is it, is it equally cheaper, as but. I don't know how much well, I feel like uh, yeah I guess I'm just trying to think of ways to go, go about doing this uh, how about chocolate covered marshmallows not as romantic but a lot cheaper so that's for sure. I feel like you, you wouldn't like that if I did that. I'm glad we are in separate homes at night because well, it, would not, it would not work out well for that reason. i <sighs> just saying. I'm a too cheap, Nancy.
4: Today is uh, Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras, so um, people, I'm surprised yet, I know people will still bring in Punchki like you did today, or they did over on our sister station, um, people like to bring in the king cake or stuff like that, but we have not yet capitalized on the true marketing genius that would be this day. Um, why is this not celebrated more exciting? Because it's on a Tuesday! Yeah. That's why. Why don't they make it? You know, I I know it all goes around the Lenten season. You've got Um, it's Carnival began a couple days ago. Today is the last day of Carnival. This is um, you know the party. Mardi Gras means Fat Tuesday. This is where people pig out before tomorrow, which is the Lenten season beginning in Ash Wednesday, and Valentine's Day on top of that.
3: So yeah, it's, it's a little too crammed. I will the middle I, I, of the week. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly why I think it's the same problem. When you start talking about other things like Cinco de Mayo it could be a bigger, bigger deal, but it doesn't always fall on the, the right day. You know, you get a Friday night, if it's a Friday night, Valentine's day, you're going to have a huge, huge Valentine's day, but it doesn't right. always, doesn't always work out that way. It's got to roll with the punches and do what people do. Go out. You know, I'm There's not doing a
4: story it. in the uh, newspaper. I believe this came out, um, gosh, within the last few hours. And I found it interesting. It's in the Citizen's Voice, and it is a 24-7 daycare that has opened in Wilkesbury. A new learning center and daycare for children operating around the clock opened on Monday. Uh, so I guess the city officials were there, according to the Citizen's Voice article. Also, the Greater Wyoming Valley Chamber, uh, they were on hand for a ribbing, ribbon-cutting ceremony. It's called Home Away From Home Children's Learning Center on Kidder Street. It's a great idea. And the owner, yeah, the owner said um, it was inspired because her own family struggled to find caregivers while working overnight. You know, we always try, tend to, when you see daycare, think that, oh, this is an option for parents who work from 8 to 5, 9 to 5, 7 to 3.30. What about the ones who work, you know, a 3 to 11 or 11 a- eleven p.m. to 7 a.m. shift? Uh, so they say this is targeted for parents who work nights and weekends.
3: I'm just trying to think Very from a child's perspective, uh, you know, how they would deal with that. Um, if it's every night, then suddenly now you, you kind of live in a different place... You know what I mean? Like you're sleeping well, I mean, somewhere I, else.
4: I, it's sleeping. I, let's yeah. be honest. If you're doing 11 p.m. to 7 a.m., yeah, the kid's probably awake to get there. But yeah. um, that whole, like, it, it's called, you know, a daycare center. And um, certainly they'll have play and stuff. But sure. for those overnight hours, those kids, for the most part, will just be sleeping somewhere and be safe while yeah. their parents work. Sure.
3: It's a fasci- it is a fascinating concept. Because I do know people who, like, one of them will work overnights. The other one then has to watch the kids and they just flip-flop. So they work and then they watch. and they w- And it, it gets really hard. You know, um, but
4: this is for, I think, single parent. Right, single parent without that kind of help, and perhaps they haven't been able to take a job like that. Maybe now this gives them the option where they go, oh, okay, now it makes sense. I can, you know, do a nursing shift and have coverage for my child. Yeah, it's definitely a
3: fascinating idea. I'm very curious to see how it all works out for them. Uh, Yeah, I guess the person behind it has been running one of these places or a uh, at home based daycare since 2019, so they have experience doing this. I find the idea fascinating. I'm just, again, curious to see how it plays out, who's using mm-hmm. it and how, how many people are uh, taking them up on that. Cause well, that's
4: what's going to happen. You're going to yeah. have to see right? To how yeah, uh, yeah. how much it works for uh, these folks because, um, yeah, they said they will provide breakfast, lunch, dinner for those kids who will be there past 5 p.m., snacks in between. Uh, they will have between 10 and 15 employees because, again, this is around-the-clock yeah. uh, care that is going on. They do say that they will have uh, Spanish-language classes Classes, uh, sign language classes as well. And they will offer transportation for school age kids to and from school to the center. So we're talking something that goes above and beyond just, hey, take your kid and bring them here. Now you could set it up so that your kid will go right from the school to the daycare facility.
3: It yeah, uh, yeah, fills about. in
4: some of the gaps that people have, Right.
3: Yeah, trying um, to get a job. Yeah, good luck. I, I hope it really works. I, I really actually, I don't think I'll need it. But you know, I can't imagine that I would need it. But there's someone out there who this is going to just speak to, and they're going to be like, "Thank God, this is it! All I have ever needed because it's so helpful." You know, it's, right. that's it's really cool. They're targeting an audience out there that hasn't been served. So I don't ever remember hearing uh, about something like this so yeah. that's, that's I'm sure cool. in
4: like major cities you would see this uh, certainly yeah. be an option basically what uh, officials uh, city officials are saying that this is the uh, spark Wilkesbury grant program um, that assists with rent for new right. businesses that open in the city and ones that relocate so the owner says you know it really helped a lot it encouraged them and the mayor is appreciative of the fact that she was selected for that program and they right. say it's really great to have another business opening and it's not just a business opening it is something that That is helping people who live in the city. Yeah, absolutely. Helping them with now perhaps they're able to say, oh, I'll be able to take that job, whether it's part time or full time. I will be able to have some place for my kid, my child, my children to go so So I can go and make money.
3: There's someone out there going date night. It's no, not how this is going to work. It's not for that. It's no, really I, to help people. I have people. a feeling
4: but, it's pretty much going yeah, yeah, to be yeah, for yeah. people with a yeah, yeah. bigger uh, need than that. But it's pretty interesting. Someone uh, said there was a place like this at one time in Pittston Township, but it was shut down. There wasn't enough interest. Um, again, I think the fact that it's in the city is probably going to help it Maybe. a bit because, uh, like they say, if they are able to connect it to schools and have uh, drop offs as well, that may help them out. But you're right. We shall see. I mean, in in thought in theory it sounds like a great idea now will it be used in practice we shall see
3: yeah again it's something you're not going to know you need until you need it and you're going to wish you know someone hears this right now and goes awesome that's all i think that's super cool because very rarely in life do you have a problem that needs to be solved and and someone opens something and you go oh my god they're speaking right to me so that's for some people out there this is definitely uh, awesome news to hear But
4: again, the the proof will be in how it is uh, received and how well uh, attended it is. Um, Some of you are checking in with some of your uh, snow totals. Uh, Bear Creek Township, someone said they had eight inches an hour ago and it's still snowing pretty good. Another Angelo from Madisonville says it's foggy and snowing. They got about four inches there. So uh, you guys can pass along uh, your snow totals and where you're at. Um, This thing, though, is moving on out Of the area. We'll talk to Snedeker in just a little bit and get a look at it. Someone said Dallas uh, got about two inches of snow and 309 is okay there. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, we were hearing from people before about uh, problems on the road, especially when it really started to pick up after 6 a.m. There were complaints at first about plows, but it was coming down so fast that even if you plowed it, it was just yeah. fill it up again but um it looks like this thing should be uh, shuffling on out i look at the radar maps and it does look like it's exiting um, just going to take a few more hours it's, mountaintop someone said seven plus inches still snowing uh, five to six inches
3: in nana so the one part about this forecast that has not changed is how fast it's moving um it's it's been further south obviously but the you know the speed of how yeah. quick it going to come and go is uh, consistent so it should be gone soon Yeah, the the
4: bad thing obviously is all of the the real meat of the storm coming through at the morning commute. That certainly
1: posed some problems.
3: 826, the morning news. WILK news radio, 30 degrees, some light snow falling where we're at. Depending on where you're at, it might be a little heavier, might be a ton more accumulation. I'm not sure how much we have here in our studios in Pittston, but. If you're, uh, say, I don't know, mountaintop, we're getting reports of like seven and a half, eight inches of snow. It's wild. Yeah,
4: it's crazy. It's such a difference. I'm looking at the uh, traffic maps, though, and even though it might be slow going if you go south of Scranton, also if you go east on Interstate 84, you're going south on 380, and certainly uh, down by Hazleton, you might have a slow go, but um, it's all manageable. It's just yeah. something you've got to take some extra time. 80 is still a problem though, uh, especially as you're near Haven. That uh, road is closed I80 East uh, right near Whitehaven so just uh, keep uh, keep that in your mind and also still 45 miles per hour on the interstates in those areas as well at least uh, for now we'll see when that changes over as this thing moves out. Uh, we were talking earlier about the uh, new daycare that's 24/7 opening in Wilkesbury yeah. and um, we've gotten some texts uh, regarding that uh, you know somebody said look I think this is a great idea it's much needed what if you are a nurse? And you have to work overtime. This is great for uh, working moms. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. It's going to be interesting to see if they're able to coordinate with schools, like they say, where your child also can go right from the school to the center. Uh, That certainly uh, would help uh, quite a bit as well. So um, people checking in on that. This was just announced yesterday. Um, Looking at a story here, the headline, Americans are afraid to take sick days. They talked to 2,000 employed adults in this survey. 53% of women want to be left alone when they're sick. 58% of men, listen to this one, Jason. 58% of men say they wish their mom could still take care of them.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, right. okay.
4: One in four have posted on social media to let others know that they're sick. Others, uh, 60% of those people who went online to tell everybody they're sick, took a sick selfie. Like, I want to see that, right? Um, but 41% of Americans are afraid to take sick days because they don't want to fall behind on work. Uh, a bunch of people say they don't want to put more work on their coworkers, And also, about a quarter feel judged for taking time off.
3: Oh, absolutely. They should, because I've seen it firsthand, and I'm sure it's been done about me. Someone takes off, says they're sick, and the people who are working go, pfft faking it and, and like you don't really mean it or do you and you don't know it's really weird i've been in groups where this seems to happen where people are like yeah right convenient on the nicest day of the summer really hmm. mm, well um,
4: my point is, i would prefer that someone stay home if they're sick rather than try to be sure. uh you know a trooper and i'm in here and look i'm doing it even when i'm sick and i'm like i don't want to give you a medal because i don't want to get right. sick where, so go it, home.
3: where it gets tough is the, are the people who are like, I have to work because if I don't work, I don't get paid. And if right. I take a sick day, that gets really
1: unfair.
0: Keystone Mission
1: is in the business of building better relationships, and we need volunteers. Join Keystone Mission
5: for a volunteer meet-and-greet open house in Scranton. Meet current staff and volunteers. Learn about the opportunities to give back. Volunteers are crucial to aiding the mission of transforming lives spiritually, mentally, and physically. Join Keystone Mission on Tuesday, February 20th at 6 p.m., located on Olive Street in Scranton. For more info, visit KeystoneMission.org. Let's start a volunteer revolution in our backyard.
1: If you're facing $10,000, $20,000, or even $30,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt, there are programs available that can consolidate those debts into one single reduced monthly payment you can afford if you qualify. Accredited Debt Relief is on a mission to help you become debt-free in just 24 to 48 months. They've helped over 300,000 qualified consumers. Hardworking Americans just like you pay off more than $1 billion in debt. earning them an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Accredited Debt Relief will tailor the program to fit your specific budget and financial situation. So call Accredited Debt Relief now for your free no-obligation savings estimate and let them help you take control of your financial destiny.
3: Call 800-663-1313. 800-663-1313. That's 800-663-1313. 800-663-1313. Program and services not available in all states. The Local Business Community Update. The Local Business Community Update.
4: We are joined by Bob Durkin, President of the Greater Scranton Chamber of Commerce, also known simply as The Chamber. Good morning. Thanks for being with us.
6: Thanks for having me again, Nancy.
4: In addition to working with businesses, you also advocate for local businesses with our elected officials. Tell us exactly what that's all about.
6: It's really an important part of all chamber work, frankly, providing a voice for business in public policy, voice for business in dealing with both local elected officials, state and federal. And uh, each of us, all of our, all the different chambers across northeastern Pennsylvania, are involved in this in in different ways. And in fact, we've we've tried to come together uh, in a couple of different spaces where we think we can speak for uh, the entire region in a more unified voice, you know, particularly when it comes to state and federal issues. You know, most of the businesses that are not just chamber of commerce members, but most businesses across our region are small. And whether it's, you know, a two-person mom-and-pop operation or even 25 people in, you know, a small machine shop somewhere, um, these folks are busy doing their job. And they don't really ne- necessarily know the whole arena in which elected officials are operating. And um, and so they need a voice. They need someone who has walked in those uh, shoes and has, has, has dealt with the elected officials and has created relationships. So it's an important role for us to, to be able to open those doors, either for individual businesses, for specific challenges, or more importantly, in the broad sense, for public policy issues that can affect all business.
4: When you talk about talking to officials, I'm going to guess that you can go anywhere from a local official to a state official, even going as high as maybe a you know, national official.
6: Yes, it's true. And we, we connect at all these levels. One of the things that, uh, you know, you always talk about this squeaky wheel gets the grease. Um, if you're not out there, if you're not connecting with these elected officials, um, they don't know what you need or what you want. So you have to be there on a regular basis. I, I don't mean for fundraisers or things like that. We try to avoid all of that. Basically, you know, we try to remain apolitical. Um, but one of the things that, that, for example, that we like to do and that I've always done is to establish those relationships. So whether it's going to see the mayor, the county commissioners, uh, elected officials at different state and federal levels, I always ascribe to the idea that it's always best that they know who you are when you're talking to them. Not, you don't want to talk to them only when you're looking for something. You know You want to have a relationship with them so that you can connect them to what business needs and what business wants almost in a conversational way. So if the time comes, if there's a public policy issue or a particular challenge that you've got to go to these folks for, you're not a stranger. You know, like they recognize who you are and and what you stand for. The local business community update.
3: There we go. Uh, If you want to hear the full segment, that's a segment we did with Bob Durkin, as you just heard. Uh, We went on for about almost 20 minutes. And mm-hmm. it's really fascinating if you want to you know, dive more into the connection between elected officials, the Chamber, the Greater Scranton Chamber of Commerce, and uh, what they can do for local businesses or what they do and they advocate, I, I find it fascinating to talk about these things and uh, they're really kind yeah, of there's do a lot of information things, so. there. And it if you're life. a business yeah.
4: owner, yeah, you can also find out more that they can offer you as well. Again, go to uh, Odyssey or you can go to wilknewsradio.com and you will find our podcasts uh, right there. Lots of stuff um, and information on our shows as well, and sure. you can listen to shows up to three days later. Lots of stuff to uh, go over.
3: Nancy, hey, the I,
4: longest what
3: I want to make sure everyone knows how to find the podcast because I. Try to. I thought this was fixed. It's not. You got to search for uh, us morning, Nancy, Jason. If you don't put that in, it's hard to find. So look for it. It's the most recent podcast that's up there. If you want to check out the whole thing.
4: If only they could make it easy, right? Right. The longest Super Bowl game will also go down as the most watched program in U.S. television history. According to Nielsen and Adobe Analytics, uh, Kansas City's 25-22 to 22 overtime victory over San Francisco averaged 123.4 million viewers across television and streaming platforms. That has shattered last year's mark of 115 million. And that was when our Eagles uh, shockingly and sadly lost uh, to Kansas City. Uh, This game, though, was televised by CBS, Nickelodeon, and Univision, streamed on Paramount Plus, as well as the NFL digital platforms. So that's the average, you know, number throughout the game. But a record 202.4 million watched at least part of the game across all the networks, and that was a 10% jump over last year's figure so.
3: A lot of interest. It really is an event that is like, you know, there's a little bit of something for just about everyone. Cranky people can find all sorts of things to nitpick, but a uh, guy we work with had a Super Bowl party and he said, uh, he put a picture, I don't know if you saw this, it said, uh, uh, these people fill, who are filling his couch at this point hadn't watched an ounce, like we well, the second of the game, not at all, until really? the halftime show The Usher came <laughs> on true. and the couch was full Right. Then they went home. Uh, I think yeah. it's fascinating. It really does uh, hit a lot of people, so... Um. It's a,
4: it's, a, it's become a must-see thing. I mean, sure. even my my mom is not a huge NFL fan. My dad used to watch games, uh, but she tunes in for it, too. It's kind of like, oh, this is something that's going on. It's a shared experience. So whether you, or not you're invested in a team, right. there's a lot of interesting things uh, that you can uh, certainly see, whether it's you know the singing before the game, if it's the game itself, the commercials, certainly... Yeah. And, of course, uh, halftime entertainment.
3: Sad- Plus, Sadly, the game
4: was fa- was fascinating yeah. at the end. It really was.
3: Sadly, I think part of the American Super Bowl experience now is nitpicking and complaining about things with social oh, media. Yeah. I think there's a whole f- group of people who are like, I have a voice. Ah, And it's just right. uh, it's hilarious. So
1: here mm-hmm. we are. Everyone can say what they want to say. And everyone's watching, even if they, right. say they don't. Nancy, Jason, and StormTracker Tracker
3: 16 meteorologist Joe Snedeker. Joe. Mona Lisa. <laughs> Joe, are you there? Johnny Lucas. Oh, that was you, Joe? Wow, that was amazing. I thought it was a jo- song. Johnny.
5: Lu- <laughs> Johnny Lucas said that's from 1949 slash 50. Nat King Cole.
3: Mona Lisa. Could have told me it was Joe Snedeker. Sounds exactly the same. <laughs> Amazing. I
5: do this. I do this all the time because now I'm. am going to be 58 years old next week. Yeah. And I think. Of, I think of things like this. Okay. So let's say I was in World War II. I served my country. Right. Yeah. It's the 40s. I come home. I'm in my 20s then. Here comes the 60s and 70s. And if I was my age, 58 back then, so let's say I'm a 58-year-old guy, it's the 60s into the 70s, and here comes the Beatles, rock and roll, hair bands, heavy metal, uh, you know, all that stuff, I'd probably be like, what are those idiots doing? And But yet that's my time, so I feel like this is great. And now I'm a 58-year-old guy, when I see things like Usher, uh, And a lot of music that's popular today And Justin Bieber, I think Oh my god, those young idiots So like, (laughs) what is this just
3: It must be just a human condition You know what I mean? Yeah, get old and cranky I think that's what it is Or maybe it's jealous (laughs) Maybe it's just jealous of how in shape they were I'll be honest, when I watched Usher's performance I know how he's, like, in his 40s now, easily, right? And I kept going, yeah. where is he hiding his old? Because he's definitely hiding it somehow. He's old somewhere, and I can't really figure it out because his hairline was intact, his muscles were still there. So I decided amongst myself, he has old man legs, and he hit him in baggy pants. That's not, I can't prove oh. that, but I just for, my, for myself, I needed to do that. So I, I did it too, Joe. Man.
5: <laughs> All right, well, I'm just saying stay on topic. This must be, Nance, a human condition, don't you think? It's, and, and I'm not an old cranky guy, but I think... Once you get into your 50s and 60s and you see things that are becoming popular, you'll roll your eyes at it, and that's hard to not do that, and I don't know why.
4: I, I don't know. Well. I think sometimes, but I don't want to be contrary, but I actually like some of the new music, and my daughter plays a lot of it, and I like it, so I Oh, I do, I too.
5: I do, too, yeah. a lot of it, yeah. Oh, a lot of it I like. A lot of it I like. But there were probably very few guys in their 60s and 50s back in... when the Beatles were becoming popular, picture a 60-year-old guy going, those guys are excellent! When he was listening to (laughs) Nat King Cole and Burl Ives, and he was brought up on Frank Sinatra, and you know what I mean? It's probably hard to make that adjustment.
4: They really saw, uh, that generation really saw so much change. Over time, yeah. I mean, they saw so much more than we could possibly ever imagine. Like my dad, a life when they listened to the radio and then a television came out and then they saw computers come out. I mean, it's so I think that it, when there's that much change, it must be even more jarring.
5: Yep. 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 And here we just keep let's moving on, on. All right. Let's talk about snow, because I know that's what everyone wants to hear from me, not these cold cultural flashbacks. But anyway, uh, the snow is coming to one right right now. It's still snowing in the Poconos. They could pick up another inch or two. Folks, just south of Scranton, anywhere in the Poconos, from Hazleton to Stroudsburg, Sailorsburg, Mount Pocono, Tannersville, you go into that corridor, we're talking eight, nine, ten inches of snow. It really is just a lot of heavy, gross, dense, pancake snow. As soon as you get to Scranton, so far we're at like 3.2 inches here at the WNEP backyard. Wilkes-Barre, it was a little wet but also two three inches and then you go north at my house there's a dusting on the ground less than an inch and i'm just outside of carbondale if you go farther north towards like four city montrose we're talking a dusting so we're going from nothing to a lot And I say this all the time because the sarcastic people out there are always like, oh, yeah, those meteorologists, they forecast 0 to 12, and then they chuckle and laugh. And that's exactly, again, what happened this time. Some folks got 0, and some folks got 12 inches. And you think it's easy being us, right? No. Yeah, and I, and I just right.
4: heard from a number, checking out meteorologists, you know, online talking about it. It seemed like this was a real big shift that also happened. And that was kind of, a, tell me, is it true or not that that whole southwest shift happened pretty quickly and dramatically
5: Sunday night, Super Bowl night into Monday morning, the data was showing what we call a little short wave. You have to picture the jet stream flows in two corridors, northern branch and a southern branch, fast-flowing ribbons of air. So the southern branch had this storm, and here it was coming. We can see the propagating wave. We know where it's coming. Here comes the snow. Here comes the nor'easter. The northern branch was supposed to phase with the southern branch, but instead it got a little wave in it that amplified the butterfly effect, became bigger, and then kicked the southern wave a little farther south than was ever indicated days before. So that little wave just kind of showed up, kicked the storm 50, 60, 70, 100 miles south, and that produces no snow for Nancy instead of a foot of snow like Hazleton or somewhere like that. Where, you know, and that's right. amazing. So, yeah, that kind of just showed up. But to, to you know, look at it this way, when I left you guys last Friday... Right. That's four or five days before the storm. We did say a storm is coming. So people have to realize that we knew this was coming, but you have to wait till the final hours to see the exact deviation. It's not like a storm popped up out of nowhere. This was on our radar, so to speak, since last Wednesday. So almost a week before the storm, we said, there's going to be snow on Tuesday. Wait to see exactly where the heaviest snow is. So, yeah, that was in the forecast for over a week. But the rest of today, the snow will be ending by about 10, 11 o'clock. Much of the area now, it's over, except if you're south and east of Scranton, another inch or two. And then flurries today, breaks of sun, 35 to 40. The rest of the week looks quiet. Tomorrow, partly sunny, 37. Now, Thursday evening, there could be a few more snow showers. Another little northern branch wave is going to come in, but they're insignificant, flurries. Friday looks mainly dry, a flurry, 38. And then the weekend, a lot of 30s to near 40, cloud sun, maybe some flurries. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. If you remember, if you lived in this area for a while, 2007, record snowfall on Valentine's Day. We know it as the Valentine's Day storm. How about 17 inches of snow? Woo! Woo, baby!
4: That was crazy.
5: Yeah, 2007.
4: I remember, because I believe, was that not when they had to get on snowmobiles and help people that were stuck on the highways?
5: I think so. And that was also the year I think there was a storm, it, se- it seemed like. But, of course, this is just, uh, you know, a lot of confirmation bias. It seemed like every time there was a holiday, there was a storm. Yep. Because there was like a President's Day storm, holiday, you know, it was an Easter storm. There was even, an, there was there was a storm an storm April
4: 15th storm. storm on Tax Day even that year.
5: <laughs> <I remember laughs> yeah, it, just, it year. would not let up it seemed that year. Uh, yep. It was the <laughs>
4: holiday storms. All right. Okay. <sighs> Fun.
3: Crazy.
5: Now, we all just want to
3: slide into spring, right? Come on, I'm,
5: I'm yes, 100%. I'm
4: desperate for this.
3: On board with that, Joe.
2: <laughs> you
3: got that right. Summer? All right, we'll Not yet. Not yet. But spring, We'll talk yes. to you tomorrow. Yes. All right, Joe. Rock on. See you. Bye-bye. Right.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at seed catalogs online for gardening. That's how much I want spring to come. <laughs> we are at 30 degrees. It's cloudy, and people are texting us to say, you know, even the sun is uh, coming out. Someone said, um, sun is coming out now in the back mountain. Um, another uh, says, uh, what was it, Dallas snow has stopped. Maybe Lucas can come help shovel this heavy snow and slush. <laughs> and also, Johnny
3: is, no, he's, he's out already. He's...
4: And and the thing is he gave good advice uh, last hour which is if you are one of the areas that got hit by the snow it's heavy it's wet and get rid of it now because it's only going to get worse if you don't it'll get it'll start to freeze up and it'll be even tougher to get off the vehicle so
1: if you've gotten it get rid of it as soon as you can Okay, it's time to play a little game. Ooh. It's
6: the Celebrity Birthday Game. What do we got?
4: Here we go. Birthdays today. Actress, Stockard Channing. Remember, oh, she was yeah. a Rizzo in yeah. Greece. She's also uh, in the West Wing and some other uh, I, things as well, but most oh, known for that Grease show.
3: I'm going to say she's 73.
4: She's 80. Is she really? Yeah. <sighs> wow. He's got to be within two years or it's an am mm. way off nice on that. Nice try, though. Actress Kim Novak. She's uh, She's been around a while. I'll give you that hint.
3: Uh, I'm going to say uh, 80. I have no idea who she is. I'm going to say 91.
4: Bad. You'll um, know if you take a look. I 91. Will. So, yeah, probably a bit before your time. Um, our prep service, it cracks us up because it, it's not funny, but sometimes they put in people who died. It was his birthday, but he's not with us. He died last year. Jerry Springer. Sad to... Jerry. No.
3: Um, yeah. yeah. He was like um, 83 Coach, or something, right? Yeah, he
4: would have been 80 this year, but he okay. died at 79. Mike sheshevsky legendary coach. It's
3: Just retired. Birthday. I'm going to say he's yeah. like 79.
4: He is 77, so good for you. Got one. Close. Yes, you did. And uh, Peter Gabriel Singer played yeah. a little bit in Genesis at one time, but uh, more success, I believe, as a solo artist. How old is
3: yes. he? Yes. Um, I'm going to say 74.
4: He is 74. You hit it right on the nose. Yeah, And taking a look at, uh, you know, this day in history itself, Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia died on this day in 2016. That was quite shocking, right? Um, At the age of 79. And on this uh, date in 2000, Charles Schultz's final Peanuts comic strip ran in the Sunday newspapers. That was one day after the 77-year-old cartoonist died. So he had done his work and then it was done.
3: Yeah. Very sad. Crazy. Sad. And I do remember
4: this date back in 1976. Figure skater Dorothy Hamill of the U.S. won the Olympic gold medal, and she started the Dorothy Hamill haircut. I was going to say, wasn't it legally
3: that that every (laughs) every woman had to get that
4: haircut? Uh, It was a lovely short hairdo. You don't see short styles anymore. All right. If it's your birthday on this February 13th, happy birthday. And if it's your anniversary, happy anniversary. We're getting ready. We'll be back on Valentine's Day.